0: Hello, comic clan, and welcome to Comics and the Cross, the greatest streamers you have never heard of. Of course, I'm one of your hosts for tonight, Cross, alongside my partner in crime, Natro. What is up, have... good
1: people? What's up, good people?
0: <laughs> Thank Damn. you. Thank you. Awesome for that. Uh, yes, bringing it back to the old school. Love it. For anyone listening on the podcast, I apologize listening like, online i apologize that the titanic flute just started playing <laughs> dude, I, I remember one of the oh.
1: first times I had, I had logged into twitch for like the first time when we first started doing this stream and the co-op trio was one of the first streams i visited and oh, i realized that you could do the... sound alerts was it the like night we play spammed sounds, him? dude i spammed the bejesus out of the titanic flute thing it was it was epic and i think i upset uh some of
0: the people in the chat <laughs> I don't know if we upset but, them, I remember we broke Watson that night. Oh though. my gosh. But That's thank awesome. you, how are you doing, King Amos? It's good to see you. I'll give King Amos a little bit of a shout out, although King Amos, I, I don't know if you even clash yourself still as a Twitch streamer, because you've not been streaming as much, but you have definitely been over on the... Oh, I did not shout King Amos, I forgot to put the dash in. You have definitely been doing some stuff over on the good old YouTubes, so um, definitely go and check him out, give him a follow, and absolutely check him out on youtube there we go forgot a little underscore at the end there and just shouted out a random <laughs> person with a similar name apparently there we go but welcome tonight to i know it's a little bit early in october but welcome to our halloween special and um, just a youtuber now nice well there we go we'll give a shout out we head over there you can grab his links from his page nice. anyway because you can't really shout out over to youtube dude i saw your
1: stats earlier watson that you posted on twitter that's
0: that's freaking awesome dude yeah man, it's like your stats are looking good, man. But yeah, everyone, welcome to our Halloween special of the Indie Comic Book Club. And in the tradition of some great Halloween um indie comic book clubs that we've done, our very first one being Lock and Key. Last year we did something that's yeah, killing that was awesome. Child. Last year was something is killing the children we always seem to get really good books like horror comics is something that really is like popping off, there's some amazing horror books out there Um, and in my opinion Tonight's is no different, Tonight's is probably my favourite horror comic Mm -hmm. um, of all time and it is of course Witches from Scott Snyder and Art by Jock this book this is probably the first comic I read that I would fully classify as horror even like more so than like we did something as killing the children last year this is a definite like this could be a horror movie easily yeah. so, so alright so thoughts thoughts just straight up thoughts in the bits. but why don't you give your thoughts first on this one because okay. I because I'd known it before we picked it like I'd yeah. I'd read this one this wasn't me going in blind but you went in blind yeah, yeah. to this. so I want to know your thoughts like when i first told you about the book your first like impressions of the book and then now finishing it i want to hear kind of that process because you were went through that so when
1: you when you first brought it up i got a something is killing the children vibe from it Mm -hmm. just by looking at the cover and by looking just you telling me the synopsis of it and everything like that i'm not much of a horror reader i don't really really read horror books or horror comics at all really um other than the few that we've read um oh thanks watson appreciate it brother what's it coming in with the love there, man. Love you, brother. I can't, um, I can't do the heart thing with the hands. I'm trying. <laughs> I am a I am a fan of Scott Snyder though, and
0: correct me if I'm wrong. Did he write Saga? Uh, no, he did not write Saga. He um, did he Saga's help with written, it? No, he that was written by Brian K. Vaughn and um, Scott oh, Snyder. Okay is like the king of dc he wrote batman yeah. he wrote justice so Ladies. i knew i knew him from the new 52 batman uh, city of a court of owls he's done indie comics like we just did um undiscovered country he co-wrote that yeah. with charles Sowell. he also yeah. did like american vampire um, so and yeah. like, he he's like a prolific writer like scott so snyder the, is a scott snyder one of my favorite writers i'd like i, I think his stuff's phenomenal the stuff that i've read
1: from scott <clears throat> snyder has been awesome um, I really thoroughly enjoyed this book to be frank I wasn't a huge fan of the art style per se yeah I, think, I can't believe you
0: I, said that when you told me that and I was like really I, I think love the art, the art in this
1: like the line art the art is awesome but I think what they did so I actually read a little bit about the process and prep for tonight what they did is it's actually very complicated every single page in here has hand painted brush splatters and brush paints that they scanned in and uh, overlaid over each page, so each page has has literally been hand painted. Um, it doing? there are some cool effects, but in my opinion, I think it takes away a bit from the story. Mm. That's that is my only drawback of the entire book. Like I, I, I can understand sto- that. I think, like I, I'll show you some examples of what I'm talking about. But like, um, I think overall, this is probably one of the best written comics I think I've ever re- I've ever read. Personally, the way that the way that the story comes together like and the, there's there's parallels in in flashbacks and what's happening in the present and how they pull that together like literally side by side on pages mm-hmm. side by side and i'm sure we're gonna get into that is awesome like this dude is he's crushing this book like the writing is phenomenal but here's some of the stuff that i don't know if it's gonna come through on stream um mm,
0: a little bit of the light's gonna shine in on it and
1: yeah but it for me i think the coloring is a little off i think if they went with a different coloring it yeah. wouldn't have been see, an that's issue a, for me See, that's
0: the thing though it's like that's that's why i love the art in the book because yeah i feel like everything is meant to be everything. off everything is meant to make you feel a bit uncomfortable you're meant to look at it and it, it doesn't look right yeah because everything's meant to just be that little bit off kilter and that unsettling feel to everything it mm-hmm. doesn't like and it's not meant to look pretty to put it that way it's not meant to be a pretty book it's meant to feel dirty and gritty and you know you're trapped in this world of the witches and it's like I think that's what Jock was going for with it Um, I I get that
1: I I, I mean I, I get where they're coming from and I get what they're trying to do it just, I don't know. It just doesn't land as, it doesn't, it doesn't not land at all. It just doesn't land as much as I think they wanted it to, at least for, just for, for me specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I'm thinking about like, if, if you're looking at stuff like, and I know I'm going art here, but if you look at stuff like Jackson Pollock, pretty much everybody knows who Jackson Pollock is. Mm-hmm. People have tried to reproduce that before, and it just, it doesn't look the same. There's something, there's, there's a specific, um, there's a specific way that you go about that. There's a specific composition that you do going about that. There's a purpose behind everything that he's doing on that painting, even though it looks like he just threw up on a, on a, on a canvas, you know? There's a purpose behind every splatter on that, on that painting. And I don't think that's the case with this. I think it's just an effect that's overlaid over the page. And in, in my opinion, at some points, not all the points, but in some points, it takes it away. But again, that's a very minor critique for this book. This is probably one of my favorite uh, indie comics that we've read. I was... Uh, it was scary.
0: Yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's scary a proper... Too. Let me put it this way. If you go into this story, and FYI for anyone listening, there is going to be spoilers for <clears throat> this. We're going to go into this. But you're not going to quite look at trees the same way. Yeah. When you go yeah. through a forest. Like, it's, it, the book is really good at unsettling you. It's not like... it's There's downright horror in it it is definitely for the first few issues anyway it's more of that unsettling vibe yeah um, yeah and it know, starts off with a bang man oh yeah like, It starts right with, at the beginning it sets you right up for kind of an idea of what you're going in for which is it's really cool to read it because it is like a horror movie yeah Um. because they set it up in the first few pages of you don't know what any of it kinda of means. Like I even love like see, I even love the art style of this. They put like the meaning of witch and then they have it all I don't like mind scrubbed that, yeah. out and stuff yeah, yeah. and the first page is a close up of a tree and then tree and then all of a sudden the tree has a mouth. Yeah. And then good. all of a sudden it starts to ask for help. You can't see the writing on it there, but it says, Please, please help me And it's like and it cuts to inside the tree and there's a person in there who's broken who's battered who is stuck inside the tree and is a mother of a little boy and she's trying to get out and say like trying to pull herself out managed to get her head out and is asking for help yeah only for her son to smack her in the head with a rock and say to her pledge is pledge yep and then hands come out from behind and pull her Back into the tree. Yeah, and they—they, yeah, yeah. I have never read a comic with a more intriguing and freaky setup in the first couple of pages than that. I know you and I—we—we approach
1: uh, reading differently for graphic novels. You're Mm -hmm. more of a like, I'm gonna read this all in one setting type thing. Like, you don't like to stop once you start reading. Um correct me if i'm wrong that's what you've told me at least in the past
0: yeah i like to sit if i can it's like it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't happen but i like yeah, yeah like i like to have the time you sit and actually take the time to go through it but usually if i, I can I, get through an issue at a time i'm doing good <laughs> i'm i'm more like i read right before i go to bed so
1: i'm like it takes me like a good four to five maybe six sessions to read through one of these volumes i read this in like two or three settings I was hooked dude i was hooked from the very especially when you get towards the middle of the book when you stuff starts un revealing itself and unraveling it's so cool man this is a very like it's not a complicated narrative but it, there's a lot of stuff happening there's a oh, lot of stuff yeah. happening in this
0: book there is a lot of stuff happening in this book but it is very it's what i love in a story i love a good comic that's got heart to it that's got good yeah. characters that you can get behind and boys this character driven yeah, like Charlie, my man. Yeah, I know that dude is a real life superhero, man that's the average dad who would like done his damnedest to do something to help well, his and, daughter. You know, it's like and coming
1: from, <clears throat> from from coming from comment uh, current media where like a lot of dads in media are portrayed as like just no good, <laughs> and you know like losers, and it's really cool and it's it's a breath of fresh air to see a dad that's portrayed as a hero.
0: But at the same time, he's not portrayed as perfection. No, he's not. They, they, they heavily hinted the fact that the guy's tried to deal with stuff via a drinking problem and by throwing yeah. himself into his work, and he even does a speech near the end where he's like, I didn't want to stay at home because I didn't want to deal with these emotions because you're not meant to have these emotions, and then he realized, yeah. no, we are meant to have them. Yeah. And that's, and that's all he is when he goes to help his daughter, like he's a dad. Like, no, I need to save my daughter, yeah, and you do whatever it takes to save her, yeah, that's the only driving force. And I don't know if it's because I'm a dad now or what, but I'm like, I I totally connected with the dude, it it hit me, yeah, it hit me different, yeah, yeah. I think being a dad, it definitely hit on another level, but I don't think you lose out feeling his emotion if you're not a parent, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, um, because, yeah, so like. It throws into the family, um, the Brooks family, if I'm correct. Mm. Yep. Had to think for a minute there. The Rooks Brooks family. Rooks family. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Rooks family. Apologies. Like I said, I may get some things wrong tonight. I am running on very little sleep. I was up at yeah. 4.30 this morning, so I have been up for 16 hours at this point. Nice. So, so, yeah, I'm a little tired. But, yeah, but like, it brings us straight into the modern day, straight into... Literally into meeting Charlie and his daughter Sailor, um, waiting for the bus to come. They've moved to the new town and everything like that, and she's getting ready to go on the bus, and they're just playing off of each other, chatting, having this phenomenal conversation that I hope to have yeah. with my kids. Yeah. Basically, her being like this mythical creature hunter and talking about how you catch a hippogriff and how you would kill it and all this sort of stuff, and it's just you honestly feel just such a great connection between the two of them. Yeah. You know, and you get to see the concern on Charlie's face as well of like, because he's worried about her, we don't know what happened yet, but something's happened since they moved here. Um, <clears throat> Which, do we want to just start going into stuff like that then? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we find out that basically Sailor is, there's rumours circulating her that she had killed her school bully. Mm-hmm. Um, at her previous school, Annie, I think her name mm-hmm. was, um, and the rumours are circulating, and it's followed them here. They moved to this town to get a break from it all, but mm-hmm. the rumours are transferred. If the kid has killed yeah. someone at a previous school, like it's, it's gonna travel with them. Yeah, but we get to, <coughs> excuse me, we get to find out ta- um, Taylor sailor side of it, and that was something in the woods killed Annie. And not only does something in the woods kill Annie, which I don't even know if we can show the picture of the death, because it's kind of horrific of something yeah. comes out one of the holes that we showed in the tree and basically pulls her through waste first so she holds like an accordion holes and is dragged into this tree. Yeah. And is killed like that. Sailor is obviously traumatized, has seen counselors who so have basically told her, Yeah, that wasn't real but it's not but there's a whole thing of like did someone else did something else happen to her did she run away Mm -hmm. did Sailor kill her and and this all starts to gravitate around her her dad's obviously concerned yeah he's worried about her because why wouldn't you be like terrified that she want he wants the best for her he wants her to get a clean break from this wants her to be free of all this weight and we get to see him talking to her mom, her mom who we found it was in a, like, a car accident and is now in a wheelchair and is wheelchair yeah. bound and stuff. Um, and this was basically like following her accident and following what happened to Sailor. He wanted to move and have a clean break and they decided mm-hmm. to move to this town. They decided to move here because this was going to be a fresh start for the whole family. We also see a little bit of the dad working. He's a like a comic book drawer comic book art storyteller like a children's book illustrator you know it's like so he's like doing stories and it's kind of like you get a little bit of the dad through the story because it talks about the story he wants to tell like it's an amusement park where the kid gets everything he wants but he doesn't appreciate what he has and it's a little bit of the dad telling his story of like yeah, I could have whatever I wanted, but I didn't appreciate my family, and like he's mm-hmm. you, you feel the dad story, and he's working through this as well. So yeah. we spend a good first issue, issue and a half for the most part, really building on the family, mm-hmm. really getting to know the Rooks family, really getting to know all of them. Um, I say all of them, completely forgetting the mom's name because it's like Dad's Charlie, oh, yeah. and I got her name I completely too. forgot the mom's name. <clears throat> She's important, honest. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, they really set it up the family, which I love in the story because you follow them. But you then also get the setup as well of Taylor. Is she seeing what's real, or is she going crazy? Because she starts to hear voices, and she starts to hear a sound that I know I can't. Recreating myself, but I can hear it as clear as day in my head. Yeah, yeah. This chit chit chit, which for the first like issue, you have no idea what this is. It just pops up every now and again, and you learn quickly. This is the noise the witches make. Yeah, is this? It's like a grinding of their teeth. It makes a chit chit chit, chit, chit noise, and mm-hmm. they do such a good job setting that up. It's just like that, just unnerving noise of like. Even before you know what's making it, you know something's not right. Yeah. So it's like she's you know, spoilers for it, like this is real, the witches are real. Um, <clears throat> which I hope that's not spoilers at this point. The book's called Witches. I, I hope that <laughs> it's it
1: it's of, it's 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 about witches.
0: It's, it's it's kind of highly implied. But these aren't witches like you know. Boy are these not the witches, you know. <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah Sabrina. I think the tagline is forget everything you know about witches. Like, yeah, this ain't your Sabrina mean. the Teenage Witch here, you know what I mean? This ain't <laughs> your <laughs> This is like completely different creatures. But I love the fact the start of it is really Sailor's descent into madness. Yeah. At first like the whole thing, like she sees a creature that's almost like this dysmorph looking version of Annie, her bully yeah. from school and stuff, and she feels like she's getting haunted and she's seeing pictures in her head and all yeah. that stuff and it's like oh,
1: yeah, it's just, it's
0: so good at being so unnerving. Yeah, because the oh, witches it. themselves like Lord. this is what she's seeing. Yeah, right outside of her window. Like this one's right outside her window. She sees it when she's at school. She like swims, but then like is it in her head? But then like you find out at the start of the next issue that something actually crashed, like through her window. Yeah. So it's like, is it not real? But like, is it real? And I feel so heart sorry for Charlie because you know he is trying to just hold it together for his family. Yeah, he's, and he's such a good dad, though. He's got the <laughs> ultimate dad thing that I can completely relate to. I totally feel of, like, I want to help them, but I legitimately do not know what to do. Yeah, yeah. I want to make it all better, but how? Yeah. How do I do that? How do I make it better? And it's like, it's just, it's so so well done Um. yeah that was a scene sorry that scene just yeah I was flicking there of like we see the mom she's a nurse working at the hospital Mm -hmm. and randomly she sees like a kid in a bed that she's attending to and she's checking up on who like basically sits up and like questions her about the truth of her like car crash yeah and like but that's never really addressed again it's really weird it's just very unnerving um but yeah so yeah it's... one
1: of one of the main things about this comic is as as far as how how the witch stuff works is the witches in this comic are like just not human they're just a higher older form of something just not human they're extremely smart. They're extremely they ha, they have a, t- a ton of wisdom. And what happens is basically you pledge someone to them, and they'll give you anything you want, whether that's healing from like a disease or longer life or or whatever. They'll give you what you want if they if you pledge someone yeah. to them. And by by if pledging. Basically, they can only
0: feast on people that are pledged to them. Yeah, they don't explain the rules of how that works. Just like they can't touch someone unless they've been officially pledged to them, or or either that or like they'll kill everybody. But like the pledge like keeps them at bay. There we go. Try to get a good picture of it. Yep yeah and so they you basically
1: mark someone with it's it's this stuff is called pledge and uh, like not like the, the cleaner the household cleaner but like that's all i could like think this, of at one point at one like point this... that
0: hit my head like see later on in the book when like the dad takes it and like swipes it yeah And all i could think was pledge and you know, like that's a cleaner like, oh, and yeah. i'm like polishing no,
1: basically you rub that or you put that on someone and the witches basically eat them and then they'll give you whatever you want so that's yeah. the whole gist of the mechanics of how the witches work and they live in the woods, they live in the hollows of trees, also as well like well la- on the ground.
0: Also, as well, later on, um, it hints to the fact of, like, that um, someone who's struggling, someone who's in a bad place in life and is, like, is looking for, like, answers to prayer, who is looking for something to be given that you can't just get by normal means. Yeah. It almost gives off a scent that they can smell. And draws yeah. the witches to them, so they are like drawn to people like that—people yeah. who are more likely to pledge someone and give up someone in order to get yeah. what they want. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which is a—it's a really cool concept because it's like I love stuff that plays on the human nature like that—the—the the moral compass of challenging, like, are humans good or bad? Like, you know, are you willing to sacrifice this random person to get what you want? Like you know, like there's like, would you want to be cured of an illness or a disease? Or people want it to get longer life. Or a guy who talks about he's got longer life and he can't die. Yeah. There's a, someone is hinted at like being younger than the last time they looked and stuff. And it's you know what I mean. So it's like it's the witches come for these people that are pledged, and that's the whole thing. Is like the the whole thing that the people say is like pledge is pledge. Yeah. So it's it's almost like the, you know, once a pledge, always a pledge. Like, if you're pledged to them, like, you're the pledge. You have no choice. You are now theirs. You are now given to them. Yeah. And, like, just to go back to the the reason I kind of parked
1: on that is um, that kid that um, the mom is talking to in the hospital, he kind of wakes up out of, like, a coma almost. And he starts talking to her, and he starts talking to her about the accident that she had. And then he says something to the effect of, I can smell it on you someone by you was pledged and before he could finish like he started coughing
0: yeah he gets taken out at this point we have no idea what's going on no idea no, idea. no idea what that means no idea what that's hinted at very quickly we kind of learned that that's insinuating sailor mm-hmm. because the witch has come for her yeah and um, we don't know why she's been pledged how she's been pledged how she's got wrapped up in this but we just know that it becomes sailor because yeah. very quickly on she is taken and taken underground, um, but that's what it's hinting at is for her. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because Sailor gets overwhelmed with stuff. She ends up, she ends up putting herself in the freaking situation to be honest, because she steals a school bus and runs away to the woods. Yeah, yeah. And um, where her uncle Reg comes to find mm-hmm. her um, and chases her, mm-hmm. which um, they go to the woods, and then that issue kind of ends with like all these witches coming out of hiding and coming towards them. Yeah. Um. So she's taken. Um. When Reg is eventually found, i will just throw us out there because it's a, a short bit. Um. He's basically in a tree. Hmm. And um, which her dad finds and stuff, but when they break it open, he's gone. So yeah. it kind of like carries on the whole thing of like the dad's descent into madness, like almost like trans sailors like descent almost transfers to him, and he starts to question if he's going mad. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You know, he gets attacked in his own home by a woman who we've seen the first couple of issues. And well, then her name's Clara. We don't know anything about her, just that she basically attacks him, drugs him, and then injects him with stuff. Yeah. Which, I, I'll i be <clears> honest, <throat> that whole part, I didn't get. I didn't get that part of the book.
1: Like, I got some of it, but I don't, I didn't know who she, I guess I knew who she was, but I didn't know why she was, like, messing with him. You know, but- and...
0: Basically, it was like it was a thing. She's actually a friend. She was actually there to help, but just didn't come across that way. Yeah. Because she basically drugs him and then injects him with stuff. Uh-huh. Um. And basically, when someone gets pledged in order to make sure that nothing the witches aren't found out, when someone is pledged and taken, um, the people who remember them or people who knew them forget they existed. Yeah. Um. So the stuff uh- she injects him with is basically to make sure he doesn't forget got it, okay, got it I, that was not clear to me, okay yeah, so it comes up a bit later on like, as issues away when it actually explains yeah. kinda what's going on, but yeah he's he's able to remember when others would forget Um. but he goes looking for her for answers and finds her, um, and basically finds out that she's part of a group called the Irons they call themselves, and they're yeah. basically witch hunters, they're people who try and stop the witches, who try and stop the pledges, try and save people yeah. and basically, <clears throat> she's given him the means to basically fight against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone who's on the path towards them. She basically tries to let him know. that your daughter's probably already dead at this point, though. Yeah, she's probably in a shoe because apparently they still have cauldrons and still cook, even though they're creatures, which have been really weird. Um, but basically, like they've probably already killed her, and she's probably yeah. already gone. So, like, but these are the tools that you can use to stop these are the tools you can use to stop them these are the tools yeah. that you can use to to fight against them Um, and she gives them like a what is it like bullets full of like rat like because apparently bullets with protein in them hurt yeah. the witches mm-hmm. and rat seems to be the one that causes the most damage and the other one is like a thing full of like we talked about pledge that he gets yeah the stuff that's almost like a it's like bait for the witches like it will draw mm-hmm. the witches straight to it yeah um, <clears> he <throat> gets a stuff full of things like he says when you go in there like wipe this over yourself and it'll like stop your scent yeah so the witches can't tell you're there and it'll last for a certain length of time um, so basically a bag full of all these like witch fighting tools to help him but like when he goes to the like the the police officer the sheriff they hunt for him they're like we found no trace of anyone yeah so it starts to leave and he has madness and then they get to the forest and that's when we, he's thinks he finds his brother like trapped in a tree and he goes to rip it open and the two of them rip it open and there's no one there mm. and the guy even says to him like there's there's not even room for anyone in there yeah it's like he would like have to be crushed up hey morning Sig. thank you so much for that lurk sir i appreciate it um, and <clears throat> it's like there's not even room there so it starts his descent of like am i am i going mad am I or is this actually happening like and he's determined to hold on to like this is an actual thing this is actually happening I need to stick with this and then his final breaking point comes when he gets back to the house and he starts to like tell his wife about it yeah and says when you you know I'm gonna go get sailor stuff and she's like okay honey just slow down we can talk about this there's one thing and it's like what who's sailor yeah And it's like crap it's already starting to happen like she's underground at this point she's yeah she's been taken by the witches she's underground we see her like on a pile of bodies and she's fighting to try and get out she's trying to get past them. she's trying to like scoot her way there's like a tree thing above her and she's trying to do like the back against the wall and her feet in the other wall and yeah like scoot herself up to try and escape she's trying to remember what her dad told her the two of them speaking to each other like not to give up to keep fighting keep pushing Um. But the story there's, like it really switches over to Charlie's perspective for a lot of it for the second half.
1: I was going to say, there's a really cool part, probably two-thirds of the way through the book, and I don't know how long it is, but it's probably a good ten pages long, where it's talking about his descent and alcoholism to escape his his struggles and emotions. And it's matched up with him descending down into the ground to find his daughter. And it's also matched up with her dealing with her depression and her anxiety coming out of that it that um that uh thing where her bully died and there's a really really cool speech uh, um you know for those of you who've like struggled with you know really dark thoughts or you know depression or whatnot there's a, there's a there's a scene with her and her dad in the hospital when they're waiting on their mom mm-hmm. man this was super touching <laughs> because this It's juxtaposed with a literal visual image of her dad descending down into this huge dark hole to find his daughter. Uh, And it says, um, she goes, it's like a pit you fall into. It's like suddenly out of nowhere, you've fallen into this place where everything is telling you the worst is coming and you're doomed. And you can feel the truth uh, truth of this deep in your cells. That's what it's like, but for weeks, dad, when I'm not well. And uh, like that, like really, really spoke to me. Um, you know, I've never been, really been—I've never like been diagnosed with anything like that or anything like that. So I'm not making light of anybody who has or anything. But um, just hearing her talk about when you get to the lowest point mentally, you know, in your life, and you know, everything is telling you everything negative about you, and you know, you're just—you just have nothing to do but believe it. Yeah. You know, and then again, juxtaposed <clears throat> with her. the page to the left it's her dad and he goes all right man go in there and get your little girl back and he's basically rappelling down into this dark into basically he's metaphorically speaking he's going into that dark that she is in and she's trying to come out of it's such a cool visual and like mental image that scott snyder did putting those two together it it was so cool it's so so
0: well run the analogies all intertwining, the storylines in the different time periods all intertwining with each other. It tells such a phenomenal story. Mm-hmm. To see stuff that they've struggled through, dealing with the witches currently, from the past trauma that they've dealt with themselves. <clears throat> it's so so true. Yeah. It's so amazing just to see them all intertwined. Um, and we get to the point he descends into the den of the witches. He's taking his shirt off taking everything off got himself covered in the, literally a jar that's labeled stink yeah because it like, basically masks the human smell but he also brought like the police officer <laughs> there and like attacked him realising that he's one of the guys who's pledged people to them before so he's kind of indebted with them um, and <clears throat> leaves him like shot and injured up top but he's also doing a little monologue over his descent down like the deeper he goes down the hotter it gets because the closer he gets to the cauldron where she'll be yeah and the hotter it gets, the more the stinko, like, sweat away, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So, by the time he gets to the point of where he actually finds Sailor, they can smell him. Yeah. And they're all coming for him. Yeah. Which... I I have to love the fact that Charlie goes from being the average normal dad trying to save his daughter, literally to action hero in the next issue. It's so cool as he literally fights his way through these witches. It's like he takes a shot from one of them and like literally like gun over the back of his head, like shoots it through the head and stuff. And like he's like I just that determination that you'd love you love to think that deep down I've got that. Deep down I could do what he's doing of like when push comes to shove, like I'm going to take them out yeah like they all come like literally the scene there. like he gets bitten yep. and then just literally gun up boom takes his head off and i'm like and it's basically guns blazing with him running for the tunnel and,
1: and again all this is juxtaposed with that scene in the in the in the hospital when they're waiting for their mom i mean yeah. it, it kind of continues because you know, it, this is this is Charlie coming out of his alcohol alcoholism, not being there for his daughter, trying to have this conversation with his daughter, and it's not clicking with her. She goes, you know, you, my dad, the dad I could always count on, even if I was being a total freaking idiot. This person has been missing for weeks. And he yeah. goes, it's me, sale. And she goes, get away. And she goes, I've been a bad father. And it's so cool because he's, he's talking in this moment about how he's been such a bad father and he wasn't there. And he goes, I'm here now. And then again, it's fulfilled, like not to sound biblical, but it's fulfilled because he's literally trying to save his daughter's life and putting himself in peril on the next page. And, um, you know, and it's it, cool because it juxtaposes one panel on top of when he's getting ready to save his daughter. He goes, nothing has ever been more true, sincerely. And he's talking about, I didn't want any, I didn't want another kid. I wanted you. With all your issues that you call issues, with everything that you got going on, I don't want anything different. I want yeah. you. I want you. You are my kid. Yeah, it's, it's just like, so I, cool, I would
0: never give you up. And, like, in that fight, just to see him then fighting through the witches, literally pulling himself up the tree stump and through that opening in the tree, like his hands through, and literally breaking his way through the yeah. bark to get okay. them out of the tree and basically taking off and, like, knowing that they're still being chased. Because that's the thing, once they get out to the surface, it doesn't stop. Yeah. She's been pledged to the witches, they're coming for her. Mm-hmm. So the witches, like, continue following, and it's like, and he's like, just don't think about it. We've made it out; they'll never get you again. Like, move. Yeah. And it's like we're going to keep coming. It's like they're coming, they're hunting. You see them breaking out, coming through the forest. And then starts to juxtapose again, which I think is really cool. Like to him, at like uh, the reveal of the first book of this like kids' book series he's done. Yes. <clears throat> which is like him talking over that, and the emotions that happen in these last two issues. It's, like this really. Hit me. Yeah. Like, yeah like, I thought this was so cool. Because he talks about it, like he says, like I'm, I wasn't going to go into all this stuff, all the mushy stuff. And he's like, but like, I can feel it bubbling up. And it's like, and he talks about, like he says, you know, this book, The Night Arcade, it's a story about the boy named Taylor, finds a magical amusement park. It's a good book, getting lost, lost, in your own wishes, your desires. That's the hook. But for me, the book has been a lot more than that. It's been a book about finding my way back, finding my way home. And then, bam! It's him coming home. And then they come tail. home, and like, it's it's so well put together yeah. while just telling the story. It's and a like- it,
1: my uh, <clears throat> uh, my wife, Mrs. Nitro. For those of you who don't know her, Tolkien Asian. She has a really cool way of explaining comics that, like, really you can visually see. It's just like a cinematic, basically a cinematic quality to the comic. And this definitely, in my opinion, has that. It's it's like I'm watching or reading a movie. It's yeah. really cool.
0: Like, this could be a movie. The way it's laid out. No question. This could easily have been turned into a movie. Um, But they make it home and they run into her. Lucy, that's the name of the name. Yep. Luce. And it's like, so they get home and she's there and she's like, what's going on? And he's like, okay, look, we need to get out of here now. Yeah. She's like, what what, here. And then guns start going off. Yeah. And we very quickly start to realize that it's not just like a few people that have pledged, Mm -hmm. it's basically this whole town. (laughs) Yeah, is like it's almost like if if you want to imagine it in terms of like other modern media, it's it's it where the town is kind of like just aware of what Pennywise does Mm -hmm. and just lets it happen in order to like if we let him take a few kids, the rest of us are left at bay. Yeah, it's this thing of like yeah, of course we're gonna let the witches do. We can get whatever we want. You know, people have been cured. People have been given immortality. People have been get got their hearts' desires yeah <clears throat> so like of course we're going to help so like so yeah they show off in the house and basically tell them like you're surrounded you're done and the witches show up as well so like the whole house is surrounded Charlie's now got a bullet in his shoulder yeah and one in his hip yeah in his hip as well and basically he tells Sailor, okay like down in the basement. We've got some stuff in there that we can use. He's got the leftover stuff that Clara gave him before she hung herself. We never mentioned that but she hangs herself.
1: Yeah, um, see, that's what I didn't get. I don't
0: understand why she hung herself. I think I didn't get that part. Yeah, let me hit back to that page like
1: as well. I don't know if there was a lot of context given or I might have just missed it. Was not yeah. a
0: massive amount of context given? I think it was kind of briefly mentioned. Uh, to pun the time Boros roots. So It was something about like, she had to do to stop something and because like, he thought she was going to hang him like blood had to be spilled or something. I'm trying to remember the exact bit. I'm trying to oh, see. she said she has mites. Then oh, she got the, witch- the mites for the witches. That's what it was. and like, She could never get rid of them. So, Oh, okay. But yeah, okay. so he's telling her to go down there. Clara gave him this stuff to use. So, uh, And Sailor's like there's a window down there. Maybe we can even escape out the back way as well. Make her run for it. Yeah, it's like it's like, you can run for it quick. And then the twist that blew my freaking mind that I did not see coming the first time I I read this book. I, her mom Lucy smacks her in the back of the head. Yeah, knocks her down the stairs. I'm surprised she didn't break her neck from the landing she has on one of those stairs. But I think Charlie realizes what's going on gets shot he's completely dumbfounded like what is going on and she stands up out of her wheelchair and says when he asks what she's doing he's like I'm saving us (coughs) and the story starts to unravel that she's the one that pledged Sailor to them Mm -hmm. to get healed to get the yeast back in our legs. And then to take it even deeper, um, one of the things that Clara gave um, gave Charlie was a list of people not to trust. And one of the names of a family in there was Cray, which used to be her family name. Yeah. And it turns out like the her great-grandfather...
1: Oh,
0: yeah, that's right. Her great-grandfather was the little boy at the start of it that hits his mother with a stone <coughs> and we basically find out that his parents actually conceived him and gave birth to him as a pledge to give to the witches Yeah. and basically he turned it round on them so the first, he fought back and managed to pledge his parents instead and escape mm-hmm. And it was like he pledged them, which somehow got him off. They don't explain the full details of how that worked, but I think basically, as long as they get someone, the pledge is fulfilled. So he pledges them instead and makes sure the witches get them. So their family basically changed their name and are raised on the stories, but never do anything like this. Yeah. And then, you know, like they talk about the fact of like the kind of stayed out the road of them they've not been followed by them and then it was actually his descent into alcoholism his descent into like seeking stuff outside the family that she got worried of like they were going to smell it yeah they were going to smell it and we find out that the car accident that she was in was because she swerved to miss a witch that was on the road it freaked her out when she saw it appear in the headlights in the dark and she swerved the car and lost use of her legs <clears throat> so she says, after the accident, I thought maybe losing the baby, maybe it was enough because, yeah, she was pregnant as well. They lost the baby, <clears throat> and it's like, but no, I see them out there in the trees and I could feel them. They wouldn't leave us alone, yeah, unless I gave them sailor. And then we find out she tried to give them other people in place, and it was actually hard to set up Annie to be taken, yeah, her bully and um, sailor Billy to be taken. like that wasn't enough they rejected it yeah they wanted Sailor and when they got her she was like we thought we'd done it you know we moved to this place I pushed you to come here so we could do this essentially you know we can have the life you want Charlie no more worrying about her no more being scared we can start over will not even remember she existed hell you weren't even supposed to remember her now and that's when we learned that Um, that Clara injected him with something that was going to help him not lose his memory of her because by the point of that they were at when she faked it to him was meant to be excuse me he was already meant to have forgotten his daughter (laughs) I'm just thinking about this the way this ends
1: is so cool that's it's so cool dude but I mean it's
0: it's it's bittersweet but it's cool it's a cool ending to it though because like basically he was meant to forget and then she starts pretending like she doesn't exist in the hopes of trying coaxing him and easing him into that (laughs) new life she's like I've even boxed up everything of hers, everything that reminds us of her like it was all gone and she keeps claiming like like, I love her with all my heart but this was meant to be a fresh start for us it would stop the witches chasing us we wouldn't even remember that she ever existed and we could start again and have a family again and like Charlie is just Broken. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even know how to freaking process this at this point. And it's like, and you see him like that, but no, we're not going to leave her. And she's like, just listen to me. that like we can be happy again. And she's like, he's like, I love her so much. And she's like, so do I, but this is the only way to stop it. And it almost for a second looks like she's convinced him. Because Sailor shows back up and he comes over and she's like why are you standing up and it's like she's like it's okay it was a surprise for you you understand and she's like no nope not even a little outside chants are standing pledged as pledged as (laughs) pledged as pledged as all of this building to the crescendo where like Charlie goes up to his daughter and is like don't worry Sailor it's going to be okay it's going to be okay I promise and he picks up the can of pledge and walks up to her they start the witches start breaking into the house and you see her almost pleading with her dad and like I love you and I, I love this moment wife is yelling Charlie do it and he's like listen to me this is the best way for all of us So, just remember to take the satchel use what's in the basement find the irons go to them and she's like what? And he just starts wiping it on his face. Yeah. And he says... And, it's then he, like, and then he, Sorry. It hints back to the hippogriff conversation of how they were going to kill the hippogriffs by shoving dynamite in their mouths <laughs> and their butts. And then he takes his hand with
1: pledge on it and slaps the bejesus out of his wife. Yeah. And that, it is the, that's one of the funniest things. He just goes... Like I said, it's bittersweet, but it's such an awesome but ending. But I love
0: it, because he just looks at him and goes, I love you. It's like runs over, smacks his wife so she's covered in the pledge. Doesn't break pace, and basically jumps at the witches, screaming and that a war cry at them, and I'm like, on your cell, Charlie. Yeah, dude went down fighting, man. He said because I am Charlie Rook's proud father of the greatest slayer
1: of mythological beasts of all time. You know, as a callback to literally page one
0: of the yeah, comic, just dives into them they tear our mom apart, they tear him apart, and as he's doing that, and you see Taylor broken, it cuts back again to the talk, and it's just this beautiful moment, where he's basically like, talking about how like, he could not only, that he used to run from his emotions, but he could experience them now, all these emotions that you're not meant to have, like he said, I was ashamed of my fear, guilt, anger, desire, and not only, but I found it not only to acknowledge them, but you can get strength from them, and, We then cut back to Sailor who's escaping through the window she saw in the basement. Bumps into the girl that she met at the pool who's like pledged as pledged and Sailor loads up like one of the garden spray things with Mm freaking pledge and sprays the entire group of people who are outside the house and she's like, it's like, I pledge you I place yeah. this whole effing town and yeah. sprays all of them and you just see the witches start to appear and they're like, Oh no. Yeah. And she runs. The only one left standing is the cop the, the immortal cop who like grabs her and she like turns and slits his throat. Yeah. Which is like good luck recovering for that one. Um, <laughs> gets into the car and she drives off and as she's driving off we get the next part of the monologue of her dad of like saying, like, I'm scared for what you go through what you will go through you make me scared and that's hard yes but more than this more than anything you make me brave you're the bravest person I know so and the truth is it always has been and it always will be because you're my hero cell, in every sense and it's just that beautiful little monologue to of her yeah. like, heading off into the distance running to get yeah. away from the witch she's the only survivor of it all and it's like, it's ugh,
1: it's It's so so
0: well written this is one of my favorite comics that we have ever covered on indie comic book club my favorite horror comic i have ever read the writing is just so phenomenal it is top tier i want to know where it picks up because this is volume one there's obviously another volume you know there's not there's not there's meant to be Scott Snyder's been talking about it since he wrote the first volume, and there was another kind of like side story or prequel thing yeah. that came out. Yeah. And it was meant to like, you know, wet the taste buds and appetizer for it, but, yeah. but volume two never emerged. And it's kind Got of it. it's at this point where it's questionable if it ever will. Um, but the story was meant to continue, but, but that's like even why in the promotion for today I just wrote Witches. I didn't write but Witches Volume One because mm. technically it's the only standing one. <clears throat> but even as a solo story it's so good dude it's like your best written horror movie like I it's was, got um, a lot of the horror movie feel to it but it's like it's so well written and put together
1: I was looking it up while we were talking because I was like dude they, I, I cannot believe this has not been made into some form of media other than a comic like a, either it's show or a movie or something mm-hmm. apparently Amazon is working on a series they started working on it last year in nice. April and Snyder is writing and Jock is creating the storyboards nice. So it deserves uh, to be
0: like if you read this comic it is 100% laid out like a movie oh, it's laid out like a movie the story is so well written I know if you've joined us for this then we went through the whole story and the twists and turns are kind of gone for it but it's like just to experience it yourself and read it yourself I think is just an amazing thing just to lose yourself in the book it's yeah. worth picking up yeah. It's most so <laughs> in most, good. It's in most good. places it's not that expensive either. I think even on Amazon it's not too expensive if you wait for the even if it's at a normal price now it drops fairly frequently it's an, yeah. it's, it's an I'm looking rate. at it right now, it's like less than nine dollars on Amazon. Yeah. It's like it's like less than nine bucks and now go pick it up, go order it off Amazon. It is more than worth it. Yeah. It is it's so, so good. good. This is this has got to be up there. I don't know if it's the top of the stuff that we've read for this, but this is definitely like top three, easy. Yeah, it's really, really good. I'd say it's top three alongside, like, Spencer and Lock and Lock and Key for me. The, 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 those are definitely the top three, I think, of stuff that we yeah. covered in the comic book club. It's, like, it's just it's so well written.
1: Yeah, it's really, really it's good. It's so
0: good. And it's, like, and it, it's perfect. If you're looking for a good Halloween horror comic, then it's perfect. You know, it's one of those perfect, if anyone asks me what the best, like, horror comic to check out is, I always point to witches, and I'm, like... have you read witches and it's like anyone that's in any horror media like i've recommended to people like if you read witches and it's like if you have fantastic if not you're not going to be disappointed in this yeah but how do you feel about it now coming having come out the other side of it having read the whole story gotten the whole i'm a a little
1: bummed that there's not a volume two yeah to be honest
0: I really, really liked it, man. I don't
1: honestly know where they would go, though, with Volume 2. I see, that's it, could... it.
0: I don't want me to do a Volume 2 unless they've got a good place to take the story. Yeah. yeah. Because mm-hmm. Volume 1 is such a good standalone. Mm.
1: Yeah, because I've seen comics that go into Volume 2, and I'm like, why? The story that you told originally was fine, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I really liked it, man. It was really good. It's Like I said, it's extremely cinematic when you're reading it. Like, you can visually see it. And the way that he put the story together, like, with the flashbacks and the flash-forwards and... Telling a coherent narrative through both of those, that that meet in the middle, it's it's so cool. It's
0: so well put together and it's so well fused, but it also doesn't feel forced. No, it doesn't feel forced. Like it's not like oh, we're going to throw in a flashback here because we can make that tie to that. It doesn't feel like a forced moment. It feels like expanding the family story.
1: And honestly, it's some (laughs) of the best written characters in any comic I've ever read. Like, specifically, I'm thinking about Sailor and her dad. Th- that relationship that they have, and individually, some of the best written characters, I think. Like, some of the most 3D, like, well-formed characters I've, I've ever read in a comic.
0: Oh, absolutely. And it, and that's the thing as well, is, like, it's... For me, characters drive a story, regardless of what it is. Like, yeah. that's why so many horror movies flop for me. Like, is because... It's that whole thing of, like, for some reason, like, they got into a whole thing of making movies where... They basically make them annoying jackasses, so like it's fun to watch them die and I'm like Yeah. But if you want to give me a proper horror experience, make me care for these people. Yeah. And then put me on the edge of my seat of like I don't know who's gonna die. Yeah. Yep. Like I don't know who's gonna make it. Like put me on the edge of my seat and that's exactly what they did here. They made me care so much for Charlie and Sailor is like I legitimately first time reading this, I have no clue if Sailor's actually gonna win. If she's gonna get out of there or if the witches are going to get her. Charlie's dad, I have no clue if he's going to make it. Like he goes into that pit where the witches are and it's like for all I know they're not coming out of there. Yeah. Like that's that's a death sentence right there. <clears throat> you know what's funny is I'm going to
1: um <laughs> So for those of you who don't know we are Twitter royalty because we've treated we've tweeted Scott Snyder twice and he's liked both tweets. Thank you very much. I'm going to tweet him and ask him when Volume 2 is coming out.
0: I'm going to do it. That's happening. Wow. Yeah, well, will demand for it because it's not like you know, it's not like he's busy <laughs> on anything else or anything. It's not like he's helping. Hold I'm legitimately up DC. doing it right now. I I believe you, I believe you fully, wholeheartedly. I know you are. <laughs> um, but yeah, Witches is one hundred percent. I just amazing. for me. Like the story is phenomenal for me as well. The art is phenomenal. For it. I I think it, it fits the tone. I know. Actually, disagrees with their perspectives on it, but like I think it fits the tone of, like, unsettling horror. Like, this is the first true horror comic I think we've definitely covered. Like, Lock and Key, I wouldn't count as horror. Not really. It's spooky for Halloween, but it's not I would say
1: thriller. I would say thriller, maybe. Or suspense. Yeah.
0: And even something is killing the children. Like, it was good, but it wasn't... It was good in terms of, like, horror stuff. Like, Like, it was gory and it was violent and had the action and monster slaying, but... I don't know if I class it in the same it's not the same level of horror as this it had horror elements to it, but I, yeah I would but say when more you're, of a, like but a mystery but I'm thinking like a pure horror comic like this is definitely it something that's unnerving and unsettling and you know just throws you off a little bit Um, but yeah so the next question is we need to think of what our next horror comic is going to be for next year for next Halloween but I get to pick it this time you can pick it if you want I never stopped you from picking boots last
1: time you went I know, I know, of- I know you haven't. I'm just, yeah, it's super transparent. He has never stopped me from picking a comic book before.
0: He literally bought to a comic it. without my suggestion on his own, thinking we could cover this in Indie Comic Book Club, and then got through it and went, no. Are <laughs> you <laughs> talking about Radiant Black? Yes, I'm talking about Radiant Black. <laughs> you bought that thinking this would be cool to cover, and then Radiant went, no. But this yeah, really, I was I mean, I, mean, I mean, cover it. <laughs> I, I want you to read it though, because I want to know what you think about it. I definitely like, need I to I check don't, it out.
1: I, I don't want to be too hard on it. So I need a, an objective point of view, I guess.
0: But yeah, so but yeah, absolutely. This uh, this has definitely been an enjoyable comic. Like I don't know even know what else to say at this point. Like it's honestly just been such a thrill to read it. Yeah. Um This is gonna be one of our quickest indie comic book clubs ever that we've gotten through the book. It really has, dude. Um but like I thoroughly have enjoyed this. I've thoroughly enjoyed this book and Yeah, it was awesome. I would definitely recommend this, man. I would give
1: it I would give it an eight and a half or nine out of ten for me. I, I, it, was really, really good and such a cool story. Specifically, honestly, if you're a dad, you need to read this. If you're oh, a horror yeah. fan and a dad, it, this, this is literally made for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is definitely up your alley for that. Then, I think we're rating this. Done like how Like twelve of these in the comic book clubs. Never rated. We've never done that. Never rated a book yet, but we're gonna start rating them. apparently. like, okay. let's do it.
1: Let's do it, man.
0: But yeah okay for rating it I definitely say this has to be like a 8.5 yeah at least it's like it's not perfect yeah it's not top of the pile but like this is one of the best books I think I've read though. I think it's the definitely... only thing that might keep it from being a nine or more for me I know
1: I said eight and a half or nine but like is the art like if I think if the art were more up my alley I would it would be over nine for me it's it's yeah. so well done
0: yeah I'd say about the same eight and a half nine run <clears throat> about the Irish depending on what mood I'm in but like I, I thoroughly enjoyed this book like, and that's the great thing about doing the indie comic book club is like you just it opens the door to reading all these amazing stories that honestly growing up we didn't get because we didn't I didn't know indie comics were a thing growing up. Yep. Like I I I seen some comics out there, but you, if you told me like the image comics that came out then, like the early superhero stuff they were trying to do and the interconnected stuff similar to like Marvel and DC was going to end up evolving into an indie comic scene like this. Yeah, I'd never have believed you. Like the stories that we have read, like just in the indie comic book club alone, like the stories we've covered as a result of that. Let alone comics that we've read from the indie scene because of some of the guests we've yeah. spoken to, some of the stuff we've gotten into, like speaking with Louis Southard and Dave Peples mm-hmm. and you know, and um, <coughs> Baron Bell and Daniel Hancock from Dominion. You know, like we've read some amazing indie comics. Yeah, and then even stuff that we went into, like we said, Lock and Key, Spencer and Lock is, you know it's like there's there's so many good indie comics that we've touched yeah. on and there's tons more like what i'm looking at the minute now of lists of like hey what do we want to cover next year for god country man <coughs> god country needs to be on it for next year i think um sandman definitely that's that's yep. one of my big ones for next year is sandman yeah uh, saga we've picked that yep. up we want to check that out for next year yep you know i think we're hitting a for next year with those alone I think we're hitting some big indie ones especially like with Saga and Sandman that's two yeah. classics and yes before someone says to me I know Sandman is technically DC I know it's Vertigo but Vertigo is basically an indie comic brand it is not yeah. DC I don't yeah. care that Morpheus showed up in flicking one of the events like I can't even remember if it was a dark metal or something like that he shows up at one point in one of those things Like I don't care it's not meant to be connected it's his own yeah. thing yeah. it's Sandman, you know. Yeah, it does a crossover with Hawking Key. It's more believable in that than crossing over with DC. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I I count it as indie. Like you watch that TV show and tell me if that's anything like Marvel or DC. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> but yeah, that's kind of it for us this week. I think. Yeah, man, that was awesome. Such a cool comic. Legitimately, we've had about an hour for the show today. Not including the pre-show, yeah. Like we have never ran that low, that short <laughs> for a show ever. I mean, we we said our piece. We said. But what we covered we the whole say. thing. We covered. Yeah, we, we covered, covered the, the whole thing. thing. Yeah, so, and um, so yeah, I think it's us for this week and um, next week the the podcast will be back. We've had to change our schedule up due to some scheduling conflicts. Yeah. Um, D and D should hopefully be back in two weeks' time on the twenty fourth. Um, that's the plan at the moment um, we have been told it might change again just because um, Mr. Tom Levine has got um, a new schedule going on so if that does change keep up to date on our social media and our discord yep. to keep up with that um, but next week we will be delving into a Marvel review of Werewolf by Night <coughs> phenomenal Very <pleasantly> surprised. <clears throat> really blown away by that one definitely excited to talk about it another Halloween one Um, to talk about in October, so excited for that and then 24th obviously we should be back with some more D&D hopefully Um, (coughs) excuse me this week of course we will be back with some more shows, I will be back tomorrow night with Guardians of the Galaxy possibly the end of our Guardians of the Galaxy playthrough, we're getting to that ending point so we may be able to get it finished tomorrow night possibly not but I'm hoping we will be able to Wednesday night. Jay will, of course, be back with Lost in Random, continuing her playthrough of the Tim burton S dice-rolling game, which has been absolutely fun and a really different take of stuff to do on the channel, so I've really enjoyed that. And then, are you going to be doing some art this week? I may or
1: may not be back this Thursday, but I'll I'll keep everybody posted on
0: social. Yeah, so keep up to date on our social media for uh, Nitro if he's going to be doing some more art this week. Um, But that's pretty much it from us. Um, Just as we're heading out, let me up Twitch and see if we can go show some love to someone. Do it. If Twitch ever decides to load. All right, let's see who's even on tonight. I'm still not like, used to like raiding out on Mondays. I still don't know who's on half the time. Who's in on? We can go see Xena. now. Oh, yeah, she's only been around for a little bit. Let's go and raid Xena. So, we're going to over and see Xena and the heroes. So, please hang around with us as we go to drop her a raid. Each of you all have an amazing night. Take care. And remember, it is a good week to be a geek. And we'll see you all tomorrow. Anyway, yeah. See <laughs> Zero miedo.
1: I got no fear. Zero miedo. Zero miedo. Now I can't cheer. Zero fear. Zero, fear. Zero, fear. Zero fear.